Yeah, so I wrote my welcome series, like you said, but like, what do I send people now? You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Per. Now let's get to it. Oh, welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Doster of katedoster.com. And as always, I am super excited to be in your ear holes today. Now, before we dive into the crux of this episode, which is basically what should you actually be sending your email list, you know, after your welcome series is over, I want to just let you know, like, it is summertime here and it is hot, which means the audio quality might not be that good because I've got my windows open, the kids are down the other end of the house because they're home on summer vacation. So I just wanted to apologize now if the audio quality is not as top-notch as it usually is for the next couple of episodes, but I do think that this is really important information and I wanted to get it out to you. So here we are. Sometimes you do, even though we talked about last week that B minus work. Well, I still think this is like A work as opposed to A plus work. We go ahead and we make this done. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago in episode number 93, we talked about exactly what to write in your welcome series to create fans and buyers for life, which kind of begs a question of, yeah, but what do I send them like every single week, especially if I just don't want to send them blog posts. So in this week's episode, we're going to go ahead and break this down. It is also this episode is brought to you by an exclusive free gift that I have for you guys, which is my weekly newsletter planner, guys. It is going to give you two years. That's right. You do not need to worry about what to email your list until 2021 by heading on over to katedoster.com forward slash the number two and then the word years. There's a link in the show notes where I actually break down like the third week of June. This is what you're sending. Oh, it's the first week of October. You're going to send this. And it has nothing to do with if you created a blog post or not. And we're going to be talking about should you be sending blog posts? Should you be sending podcast episodes? And all those should, should, shoulds in a second. But first, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to Eco Girl Heather, who left us a rating review over on iTunes. Just as a reminder, guys, anyone who lives, who leaves a review on iTunes. So not just say, give me five stars, although I appreciate this. You actually have to write the review for the months of May, June, July, and August. It's going to be entered to win a $25 Amazon gift card. So every single month, I'm going to wait one reviewer the gift card. So just make sure that I have a way to actually get hold of you, or if your you know iTunes name happens to be your IG handle, just so that way I can tell you, hey, you've won. So here is what Eco Girl Heather had to say. Kate is awesome. I have no idea where I found Home Slice, but when I read or heard that, I knew she was good people. She breaks down email marketing and easy to digest parts that are manageable to implement. She knows her stuff and her sense of humor rocks my world. Look forward to her weekly podcast. Well, thank you so much, Heather. I appreciate you as well. And like I said, I really do want to incorporate a lot more of my inbox besties, besties, you guys, the listeners on the show. So if you have any awesome wins, if things are going well in your business, if you maybe conquered a mindset block, or even if you just made your first sale and it was $7, go ahead and tag me over on Instagram, Kate underscore Doster. Slide into my DMs and leave me a little audio message and I can go ahead and give you a shout out on the show. So maybe we can turn that one $7 sale into like $14 worth of sales and 21 because I have to say guys, podcast listeners, are probably without a doubt the best buyers, but I'm sure we will definitely have a podcast episode about that in the near future. 
So this week's episode is all about what to send people after they have gone through your welcome series. So let's go ahead and thank our tool of the week and then dive right in. Email marketing is tough. From figuring out what freebie to create, to actually getting people there, signing it up, and never mind when it comes time to send that weekly newsletter, having the nerve to go ahead and hit send. You know what shouldn't be tough? Figuring out how to do all of those stuff in your email service provider, which is why I want you to check out ConvertKit. ConvertKit is the only email marketing software that was created by a pro blogger for pro bloggers. And they make it ridiculously easy to find out what your open rates are, have multiple freebies, but only send your welcome series once so you don't seem like a weirdo. And of course, guys, they come with stunning free landing pages. And guess what? As a listener of Inbox Besties, you can actually get a free 30-day trial to take a look under the hood to see how much easier it is than your current email software is. So head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK to claim your free 30-day trial of ConvertKit. Once again, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK and claim your 30-day free trial now. So somebody had asked me, they're like, are you going to do any more different tools with week? I feel like it's just the same too. Well, I've been saying for a while now that I am going to record more video spots because I write the copy. I go and actually buy the audio behind it because there's a lot of logistics when it comes to audios and podcast episodes and all that juicy funness, fun things you learn about when you're a podcast host. But yes, there are going to be some more and different ones coming. We're looking actually for sponsors for the podcast. So if you want to be a sponsored, if you want to help other ethical entrepreneurs who are interested in making a whole bunch of income and a whole bunch of impact, go ahead and shoot me an email, kate at katedoster.com, and we can see about having you or your show or your blog be a sponsor of the podcast. Super fun stuff. So today, let's talk about what to send your email list after your welcome series. And this is a lot of big stumbling blocks. And the more that I've been in this online space before, I thought it was that people were stumped for ideas. And maybe that is particularly the case. And I'm going to give you some and definitely go ahead and download that freebie two years worth of email ideas, Kate at <laughs> katedoster.com forward slash two years, guys. There's a link in the show notes. But what I found is that when it actually comes to sending weekly newsletters or bi-weekly, because I'm all about like, if you can only like guarantee you're going to send to a month and send to a month, but I'd prefer you show up there more, is people psych themselves out. And I think that that is why even in episode number 93, when we're talking about welcome series, I encourage you that if you were a sporadic sender or if you get in your head too much, then you might actually want to have a little bit of a longer welcome series. I think the reason why welcome series works so well is because you don't have to send them in real time. So you're not necessarily worried about unsubscribes. You're not worried about what's going on in your life or dealing with the kids or having loud noises or feeling like an imposter or being really stumped or not having a blog post. You don't have all of those elements that are going on in your head at that time. And the other thing, guys, that I've really, really found when it comes to sending weekly newsletters, and sometimes, guys, I'll be the person to admit, sometimes I do not send them every week. Sometimes I talk to people three times a week. So it's like one of those like hard and fast rules that you don't have to do this, but you do want to show up in your inbox, you know, more than once every so often when you need money with people. It's really that whole like rejection standpoint. And it's not even the unsubscribes, although I do believe that a lot of people like think of it as a slap in the face. They see it really as a self-worth issue. And that's honestly what I kind of think about when I think of weekly newsletters. I mean, guys, in your weekly email, one week you can literally send one sentence. How's everything going with your business, with your dog, with your eating habits, with your weight loss, with your vitamin intake, with your decluttering? That's an email right there. It's just 
a question every once in a while I pull that one out it's not because I'm lazy or I don't have the bandwidth or I'm like oh like I just can't possibly help people this week it's because I generally want to know about my audience and the more that I am obsessed with learning about the people on my list the more that I am creating relationships with people in my list that stuff necessarily can't scale but it works and if you're like well I don't want to send that question and not be able to reply to everyone then set it in your mind that you know what for 10 minutes Every morning for the next week, if anyone replies to that email, I'm going to say something to them. And that's it. And if you don't get to everyone, you don't get to everyone. But I would at least send them that message. So that way you are starting a two-way conversation. The key with weekly newsletters, and we're going to talk about how I'm not a fan of that letter and that name in a second, is just to show up consistently and to sell to people, not the fact that you've got something to offer, which I'm all for sending sales emails. You all know, like I'm about that life because uh, people don't, you know, I don't sell to people. They buy from me. It is about proving that you care about people. It's about selling the fact that you get them. It's about selling the fact that you are there. Consistency matters more than we would know. And believe me, I've heard the gamut of people that are like, oh, well, I don't want to annoy people or I don't have really anything to say, so I don't want to clog up people's inboxes. You're not going to if you just think about like, hey, like, what does my person maybe need to hear about today? And sometimes that can be hard to answer. And usually that comes to you not knowing your person well enough. And I know that, that sounds kind of harsh, but it's true. And even myself, sometimes I'm like, oh, like, should I be sending or any of this sort of stuff? No, it's know what your person wants from you and then go ahead and give them something. So it can be something like you are busting an assumption. If you do have a blog post and you want more traffic on it, send it. Do I send every single podcast episode to my list? Not usually. Do some people? Yeah. And some people need it. Like some people aren't subscribed to you on iTunes. Some people are just getting to know you. Maybe in your welcome series or in your funnel, especially in funnels, you probably don't mention that you have a podcast or that you blog on the regular. Like people aren't checking blogs regularly. They just aren't. I can't ever say that. I'm like, oh, even the ones that I follow that I like a lot. You guys know Elena from Twins Mommy and she, I think, writes excellent blog posts. I'm not like randomly searching on Twins Mommy to see if she's written anything recently. It's just not happening. So if she didn't tell me that she's got something, I'm not going to know about it. But the main key when it comes to writing newsletters is just to write them. <laughs> like I'm going to say that again. The main thing is just to write them. So say, for example, and this is the way that I teach students in Love Your List. This is sort of the quick and dirty version, if you will. I like to have people really break it down for the month. So if you're like, okay, I want to send emails every Thursday. And when you're first getting used to starting sending these real-time emails, that's what I like to call them rather than newsletters. But as you're getting used to sending these real-time emails, when you actually look at it like, okay, I'm going to send every Thursday okay, that's four emails. Like you can handle writing four emails. But when you have that big, vast space of I can send any email anytime and however many I want, it can get really overwhelming. But if you break it down like, okay, I'm gonna write four emails. Well, why not if you, you know, say that it is Wednesday night because you want to write them the night before, why not you crack out two emails and now you've got next week taken care of? Like it can be that simple. We don't have to make it this hard. And this way, it gives you some leeway because maybe you don't know if you're actually going to have a blog post for that next Wednesday up or not like you kind of think you will, but you don't know if you will and you don't have the links. Then don't mention any blog posts or any Facebook Lives or any podcast episodes in the next email. Maybe it is a little bit more of a personal story about what's going on. And I feel that sitting down and almost doing two at a time, like it still gives you enough leeway where it's not like, you know, oh man, like something really eventful happened in the world and now I can't email. No, guys, like don't put so much pressure on yourself when it comes to these 
things. So really, that's sort of like my biggest takeaway from this episode. And we're going to talk about, again, some more logistical things, some more categories to pull from in a second here. But it's really just about letting things be easier. Okay, people signed up to your email list because they wanted to learn about productivity and you happen to read a book on productivity, share the book. People signed up for your list because they wanted to know about healthy eating habits. Talk about a struggle that you had this week. Because a lot of people are craving not just that Instagram shininess, they will appreciate it. But when you do share your struggle, you do have to share the outcome of what's going on. So if you're like, hey guys, I know, you know, I talk a lot about clean eating, but this week I had a birthday party and I caved and I ate cake and it made me feel awful. Not like in the physical sense, like, yeah, all that sugar running through my veins did, but I felt guilty because here I am trying to be an example for you and I don't. But then I realized, you know what? I don't have to be perfect and I can't even expect you guys to be perfect. What I can tell you is even though I ate that cake, I made sure the next thing I ate was healthy. I made sure that I got my water in there and you know what? Some days, even after I eat bad, I'll eat another bad meal. And so I'm really proud of myself that I actually stopped and asked them questions. How do they deal with the struggles in their business? Again, it's not like you're being Johnny Weiner pants over here and it's not like you're discrediting yourself as a leader. It's just being real. And I feel like you could never write a blog post about how the other day you ate cake because blog posts, they're more like evergreen. You want people to come to it anytime and be like, oh, so it's not like the other day someone was searching for a breast pump. Like you'd want to have like all the best, best prompts. You know what I mean? But when you're in someone's inbox, you get a chance to be a bit more friendly, a bit more casual. And this doesn't mean that you have to swear to stand out or that you have to be funny to stand out or any of that sort of stuff. It's literally just be you. Pretend you are writing to your best friend who also is interested in whatever you talk about. And that's why I call you guys my besties here on this podcast. And it's a little confusing because my podcast name is also the nickname that I have for my newsletter list. It's also my inbox besties. And that's the way that I want you to start thinking about these things. Now, obviously, if you want to go ahead and sell something, then by all means, go ahead and do it. My personal formula that I love, and when you guys sign up for the two years worth of email ideas freebie, you're going to find that this is the second email I send, is I love to talk about like what's going on in my life and my topic. When you can actually relate two things that seem so unbelievably different in an email, people will naturally find that interesting. So, you know, I could talk about how, you know, lately I've been really on this health kick lately because I had sort of let my body go to waste. And so I'm focusing on the fundamentals of actually drinking more water, which got me thinking about how I often forget the fundamentals of email marketing, even being considered a guru, which is telling people weekly, daily about my freebies that I have for people. Like I'm not promoting as much. So why don't we make it a pact, me and you, my inbox besties, this is my newsletter inbox besties and you inbox besties to really get back to basics when it comes to email marketing. And that starts with telling people that I actually have something for them daily. See, I literally just wrote an email that I could definitely send my list. It did not matter if I had a new podcast episode, if I had a sale coming up, nothing mattered. I think what ends up happening, and I'm noticing this a little bit with some of the students in my Love Me Your List, where we go a little bit more about strategic weekly newsletters is they get too much in their head. This isn't about getting in your head. Some other types of emails that I love to send besides uh, which got me thinking about or breaking assumptions is things like a quick tip. Like it can literally just be one like, hey guys, like looking to sound less robotic. Well, you know, start using contractions in your emails. See, you can find the difference. So 
go ahead and use it this week and tell me what your response is. Again, it's not a huge email. It doesn't have to be this big, meaty, like bleeding heart type of a scenario. It just has to be something that I know I can help them with. And sometimes helping them is letting them know that they're not alone, that you understand the struggle, that you've been there. Now, I understand if you're one of my e-commerce people who are listening, and don't worry, because I have somebody coming up on the podcast talking all about e-com, particularly for us who are just starting out, but we have other guests that I hope will come on the show as well to talk a little bit more higher level e-com stuff as well. Like, think about why somebody would buy your product? Why would somebody buy your planner? Why would somebody buy your digestive aid? Why would somebody buy your shirts? Okay. And then read an email about that. Maybe you have things. Maybe it's about the organic cotton. Maybe it is about showing how your shirts make a difference. Okay. Maybe it's a thought process and how you come up with your logos. People love the behind the scenes stuff. And that's another really great category because it just is. Like, I know that sounds so weird and people are like, well, can't you contradict yourself? You say always make it about them, but then talk about me. Well, obviously we always want to talk about them first, but think, okay, how can I make this interesting to them? And if you are someone who does blog on the regular or podcast on the regular, then go ahead and send a blog post. Like you can definitely go ahead and do so. We have a whole bonus lesson on Love Your List, how to do so. But just like some tips here is you got to make it interesting. So I wouldn't just be like, hey, guys, so this week on the blog, I talked about how to write a welcome series. Like, click here. You have to tease it out a little. What is so unique? What are they going to learn? How did this even come about? Like, give them a little something extra. So that way you are still earning or buying that click over to your blog post. Okay, guys. So just a little bit here with recap about what to send your email list. You can always go ahead and look down into categories, things like tools, aha, approaches, your life plus your thing, which is my absolute favorite one, especially when I'm like, crap, I have no idea what to write about. Maybe you want to spotlight other people that you have. When you actually sit down and start to think of it in buckets, things are going to get a lot easier. Just like go ahead and look at a calendar and be like, okay, how many emails do I want to send this month? You know what? I just want to send once a week. I want to send Wednesday. So you know what? I'm going to send four. And you know what? Today I'm going to write two. And then next week I'll write the next two. Now, hopefully you'll actually write down the next two. If you know that you're the type to say something and not do it, maybe you need to pound it all four. But just be there, okay? Just write the emails. People want to hear from you. And don't be afraid of those unsubscribes. It doesn't mean that you suck or they hate you or your information was bad or you're bad at writing. Honestly, how many of us, especially like this time of year, and definitely in January and like for some reason September, we just unsubscribe from like every list we're a part of because we're doing spring cleaning of our inbox. People could literally just be spring cleaning of your inbox. And when you get unsubscribes, that means you're actually emailing, which means you're actually getting the most connection you can for people. You're actually building up the most goodwill. You're actually getting the sales. You're actually using your convert kit account like geez peasy guys like ugh, I get on my high horse about this all day so my one biggest takeaway when it comes what should I send my list after my weekly newsletter it's just to yourself how else can I help them feel like a badass how else can I help them feel not alone how else can I show them that they can do this how can I show them that by buying this product they are doing good in the world. Now, if you guys have any more questions, of course, you can always hit me on over on Instagram, Kate underscore Doster. And I would absolutely love it if before you finish this episode, you go ahead and you take a screenshot and you tag me, Kate underscore Doster on your Instagram stories. I would love to reshare and I love to connect with my inbox besties, besties out there in the wild. And remember guys, we are still doing our review contest. So go ahead 
and get those in. And I know so many calls to action, Kate, totally breaking every rule. Do not forget to get my two years worth of email ideas where they are strategically planned out. I literally give you a prompt for what to send that particular week. And even if you don't end up sending it that week, it'll just get the ball rolling. Like, oh yeah, I could talk about this. And I will see you guys later. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And for even more free value-soaked resources and a community of online entrepreneurs that actually get it, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash group to unlock your free membership to the Super Friends secret layer. And if you were one of my action takers listening over here on iTunes, thanks. Make sure that you leave a rating and review before you leave. I know it seems teeny tiny but it makes a big world of difference in me being able to provide you with more dangerously practical tips and tricks for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. Later days.